Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. And what do you think? Have we chatted long enough? We can go. All right. So let's make this official. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. Hello. We are excited to be here with you for our Wednesday live stream. We like to give you some case updates uh, every Wednesday. So if you're listening and you want to jump into the live chat, feel free. We love to hear from you guys and answer questions and hear your opinions on things because we love these cases. We know you do too. So it's pretty interesting to get to talk to you about it. Yeah. 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 We do want you to know you might not have seen any new content come out from us this week. Yes. (laughs) It's coming. We promise it's coming. We just recorded it. So yeah. We've had some big setbacks this week with tech and horrible storms that knocked our power out and Pretty much uh, ravaged our area, but uh, we're safe and all good. And anyway, we're, we're playing catch up, but we promise our new content for the week is you'll have it by tomorrow morning. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we, it, it's recorded. So, you know, that was the big <laughs> challenge was we couldn't record anything until tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. So we have a few updates in the Vallo Daybell case. The first one is that today is considered to be the one-year anniversary of Tylee Ryan's death. Yep. The last time that she was seen alive was on September 8th, 2019 in Yellowstone Park, mm-hmm. which is only a couple of hours from where we live. So we've been in Yellowstone Park all our lives. And she was there with um, JJ, her brother, her mother, Lori, Chad Daybell, and her uncle, Alex Cox. So they were all there together on September 8th. There is no digital footprint of any kind of her after that. And so it is believed that she was killed either that evening or the next day, which is the ninth. Well, and according to Alex's cell phone pings, it is that it looks like she maybe died in the middle of the night and he transported her to Chad's house. And of course her body was subsequently, uh, dismembered and burned and buried on Chad's property on the night. On the night. So of course we want to celebrate Tylee a little, you know, it doesn't feel like a year to a lot of us because no no one even knew these kids were missing for a few months. Well, almost no one. And they weren't found until June. And so it doesn't, yeah, I really feel like a year, but indeed it's been a year. It has. And Tylee was 16 when she died. Her 17th Mm -hmm. birthday was coming up. In just a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And, you know, she definitely got her life cut off long before she ever really got to live it, which is yeah, really unfortunate. Sure. She seemed yeah. like a, a sweet girl who loved her little brother very much and took very good care of him. Yeah. Felt very responsible for him. Yeah. Yep. That is. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So sending lots of love 
to her aunt, Hanny Cushing, to her brother, Colby, to her friends, to all who loved uh, and continue to love entirely as well as people across the globe who have followed this case and prayed for these kids and cared about them a whole lot more than, you know, her mother did. Yeah. You know, all all of our love goes out tonight because we know absolutely these are the most terrible, terrible uh, anniversaries to have to face. They they truly are. And it's got to be shocking for family, too, because they didn't know for sure until June. Yeah. Really what had happened to Tylee and JJ. And so Mm -hmm. it does. Although it's been a year, it doesn't feel like a year at all. I'm sure it still Mm -hmm. feels very raw. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of love for all of that family tonight and um we have some case updates about the case itself that we wanted to share with you the first is that lori vallow will appear in district court tomorrow september 10th at 10 a.m for her arraignment in district court this Mm -hmm. is just an admit deny hearing so it's probably not going to have a whole lot of action but we will watch it Mm -hmm. and we'll report on it um i mean it's hard to imagine with Mark Means in the courtroom, that there won't be some kind of shenanigans. There's got to be something, right? He's got to give us something. Um, but this is really just, it's just kind of the formality of moving from uh, local county court to district court, because she's already been arraigned before, but changing, you know, to district court, she has to be arraigned again. Mm-hmm. Now, Chad was arraigned a couple of weeks ago, and he pled not guilty to all four counts. Mm-hmm. Lori is charged with two counts, mm-hmm. conspiracy to conceal evidence and consp- conspiracy to destroy evidence, the evidence mm-hmm. being the bodies of the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they are felonies. They both hold a maximum um, sentence of five years. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people are like, that is not nearly enough. And I agree. I think there's lots going on behind the scenes. I really think that this was the way to get Chad and Lori into jail. And they're both sitting on $1 million bonds that they have been unable to meet and will be unable to meet. Mm-hmm. This is giving the police and prosecution time to truly heavily investigate these crimes. And so I do believe we'll see more charges. Oh, um, yeah. But we have to give the system time to do its job. They're yep. still playing catch up, honestly. Oh, yeah. And it is painfully slow, but take heart. We do believe that there will be much harsher uh, you know, charges coming, whether there are murder charges or conspiracy to commit murder, as well as charges for Tammy and for Charles. Mm-hmm. We do believe there's lots more to come. But there really that is. is. We are right now. Say that again. Oh, I said, but that's where we are right now. It is. It is. But we know from just our own connections that there's lots of work going on behind the scenes, that no one has forgotten about these kids. No one has forgotten about this case. Oh, yeah, for sure. That this is only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and so now, so but some interesting things, we've talked about this a little, but uh, some interesting things have happened, you know, between here in the last couple of weeks, because the prosecutor had filed to combine the cases. Right. The defense for uh, for Chad Pryor, uh, Mr. Pryor, had filed two things. Uh, first of all, he filed a request with the court to just throw the whole damn thing out. Just dismiss the entire case because they did not have enough evidence, even though, you know, yeah. you know already <laughs> the preliminary hearing has already been ruled on. But yeah. yeah. But that's that's what he says. So that'll have to be addressed by the judge. And then, of course, uh, Pryor also 
came back and said, we don't believe that there's enough evidence, or, or sorry, I'm, hello, wake up. Stuck on it. Said, <laughs> I'm going to just keep parroting the same things over and over. <laughs> Pryor said, we don't think that Chad can get a fair trial in Fremont County. We He cannot have a trial in Fremont County. Interestingly, he didn't request or suggest any other counties, which made me chuckle a little bit. I said, um, how about Madison? <laughs> right next door and where Lori's being held. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's Chad. Chad's house is like just barely into Fremont County. From it, It's on county line. It's yeah. on the county line. Yeah. So it could have kind of gone either way. Well, and Lori lived in Madison. The kids, they believe the kids were actually killed. In Madison and then buried in Fremont. Yeah. And of course, Lori is in the Madison County Jail. So it won't be in Madison. I'm just joking. You know, (laughs) it won't. But yeah, I know. Kind of funny because apparently that they they don't get to choose, but they can suggest. Yeah. 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 But he didn't. And now he both of their attorneys are in the Boise area which is about a five hour drive from here. And so we really thought that they would be requesting the Boise area and they probably will go to Ada County because it's, that is a much larger population. And, you know, this case here has, you know, it's, we're immersed in it, but people there are not, you know, and so. Not as deeply anyway. Yeah. It'll go to that side of the state, I'm sure. But Anyway, so that so what we anticipate is once Lori gets through, you know, tomorrow and pleads, then we're going to see a time set aside here. There will be something scheduled with the courts here in the next couple of weeks, I would imagine, for all three of those things to be discussed. So the prosecution, it's interesting, you know, because they're he's what he's doing is he's calling their bluff right now. Right. Totally. Because he's saying. If either of you are going to roll on each other, you better let me know because I want to combine this case. So yeah. either means or uh, prior could come into court and say, no, nope, your honor, we're not. I we do not want to combine the case because my client has evidence that will implicate this guy. Right. 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 So it's, it's an interesting uh, move on the part of the prosecutor to, you know, combine. But, you know, it's like the same evidence and he's saying in the interest of time and money, we should combine the cases. Right. But this will make them them have to show their hand. Yeah. It's it's interesting. So I would imagine throughout September, we have some pretty interesting movement forward in both of their cases. I think so, because those hearings are going to be pretty revealing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Uh, So I'm very curious to see there's a, there's a pretrial conference scheduled for Chad in December and who knows what's going to happen with that. And of course, Chad's trial has been set for January. Yeah. Um, But all of that could change Mm -hmm. with, with these current filings. Lori also has court in January. Chad will go for first, but then Lori towards the end of January, that is when she's in court to on all of those misdemeanor charges. Yes. She wrapped up initially. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the kids, when she didn't produce the kids when she was ordered to, and when they fled to Hawaii, and, you know, she's got a, ha- excuse well, me, a handful of misdemeanors there. And you give to lie for them and that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, lots of interesting things coming there. Yeah. So then, and somebody in the chat has already mentioned this, but 
Uh, Mark Means threw a little tantrum last week. He he is a oh. real fan of throwing tantrums on social media and mm-hmm. making himself look like a real jackass. <laughs> <laughs> he accused Kay and Larry Woodcock, who are JJ's grandparents, biological grandparents, mm-hmm. um, of sneaking recording equipment into Chad's preliminary hearing, which is illegal. However, it was live streamed and we all right. watched it, you know. Right. He said, he tweeted that sources are telling me <laughs> that it basically implicating that the Fremont County Sheriff's Office had to stop these two at the door and remove listening devices or recording devices from their bodies. Yes. So Nate Eaton, who is another reporter. You guys are probably familiar with Nate, right? From East Idaho News. One of the heroes of this case, frankly. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And and he has, yeah. And he has a direct line to Kay and Larry. And so he immediately reached out to them, you know, and said, uh, this is being said, you know, by Mark means this is such a weird choice. We'll talk about it. Uh, But right so he gave them a chance to you know to answer that and they said well yes we were both wearing mics in the truck on the way because they are working with a and e to do a documentary on this case yeah which and that's been going on forever yeah Clear back mm-hmm. when Lori was extradited i was at the courthouse when Lori was brought in right. and kay and larry were there too uh, mm-hmm. With the producers of A and E, even way back then. I mean, that's been going on for many months. Uh, anyway, so they said yes. We were wearing devices. We were wearing mics in the truck on the way over. We got out of the truck in the parking lot at the courthouse, removed our mics, and left them in the truck and entered the building. Yeah, that's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So then means comes back. With a rebuttal tweet, uh, rebutting he needs to stay himself. Up media. He just really, really needs to stay on social media. Mm-hmm. He comes back and he says, uh, just to clarify my previous statement, they took off their listening stuff in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically just agreed with what they said. It's so funny. He's screwed over on social media so many times when he was reporting that he was Chad Dable's attorney mm-hmm. and then in court lied to the judge and said he wasn't. And it was all over his social media. Just, mm-hmm. wow. But Dude, people went phone. bananas on him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And he was fighting back, too. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, a long series of, you know, people coming at him. He was fighting back. But people basically like, bro, why would you say this stuff, you know? It's so yeah. inappropriate, but also Kay and Larry are on the witness list for his client and for Chad, and he's publicly harassing them on social media with false claims. Like, yeah. does he oh. not want to be a lawyer anymore? Witness tampering, witness in- intimidation, anyone? It is such a strange choice. I mean, everything Means has done has been pretty strange, but this yeah. takes the cake. Well, it really does. And it's also weird because that was Chad's hearing. Right. If that was a question, why didn't that come from prior? What it's telling you is how much they're communicating with each other because they work in the same office. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, representing these individuals and clearly there's some talking going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I, I don't know. It it was very unwise Mm -hmm 
to have done that in the first place, but then to immediately be shut down by local news was so great. I mean, this all happened, but it only took like an hour. Right. And the whole thing had played out. It come out. It was just crazy. One thing that he did is the second time when he, uh, you know, issued a rebuttal to himself, he misspelled their name. Oh, yes. For one thing, he didn't capitalize it. Their last name is Woodcock. Well, he made two words out of it with no caps. Woodcock. Right. Wasn't there a and dash tell with me wood dash cock? No, no dash, nothing. Just oh, wood. Cock. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so many people were like, you did that on purpose. Yeah. You know, say, you know, spell their name correctly. That is really disrespectful. You know, it's just so wild. It's so bananas that he did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Just the whole thing was so dumb. Like, Mm-hmm. Everything he does just makes him look more and more incompetent and stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one, uh, that, that swept the internet real fast. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah. Well, you know, people are keeping a very close eye on him around here. And obviously local news is mm-hmm. because it is, I, the, the story rebutting this coming out on East Idaho news was so fast. It was mm-hmm. just shocking. Mm-hmm. But people were basically just incensed that these grandparents who have done nothing wrong and have been, you know, one of Lori's, you know, siren songs was that Kay had been threatening her and was threatening to take JJ away and was doing this and that and all of this uh, BS, right, about Kay, this, Kay, that. And Kay didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so already Lori has, you know, she's tried to defame Kay and tried to drag her name through the mud. And, you know, try and implicate that she had to hide JJ from the evil grandmother and all this crap. Well, anyway, they've really been through a lot with this case anyway, besides the fact that their grandson was murdered and mutilated and buried and, you know, all of the things that have happened. And their niece. I mean, Tylee is is their niece. Well, Mm -hmm. and they, without them, no one would have even known these kids were missing. They started this whole case moving by pressuring the police to do a welfare check on the kids back in November. Yeah. So attacking them in a public forum like that is just such poor form and people were not having it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yep. Pretty wild. Yeah. So a few comments to address. Well, and the question actually from Alistair was any thoughts on why means launched a Twitter attack? I mean, is it just that he is just that immature and dumb or was there a different, out? you know, it, the one theory, out there. right. I mean, one theory that came forward uh, was that, is it possible that he threw that out there to see how people would respond to be able to prove to the court that we can't get a fair trial around here? Yeah, there's that thought. There's that thought, you know. I uh, so yeah that that's one thing there that's about the only thought that I've had except for that means I, he has done and said a lot of things that are hard he to understand. he's done some he seems to be pretty impulsive like that stuff with if anyone needs to speak to Chad Daybell I am his counsel like stuff like that mm-hmm. why would you put that on your social media as an mm-hmm. as an attorney I mean it seems right. very unprofessional you don't see prior doing this stuff you no, know not at all so um, Melissa wanted to know, is there a picture of Chad at Yellowstone? There is not. However, we sources have told us that there is uh, footage of Chad's car 
entering Yellowstone yeah. that day. That um, he was maybe there, but not uh, in the same car with the rest of them. But yeah. no, as far as the pictures that emerged on social media, as far as we know, no. Right. But they did. They, I do believe they've proven that he was there based on his car and his phone. Yeah. Yeah. And then Missy wanted to know, well, oh, she said, thank the universe that Idaho bail companies refused this case. <gasps> right. Yeah. Well, well, you don't see a lot of million dollar bail in our area, to be perfectly yeah. honest. You don't. And and a few things with the bail that uh, we've probably talked about this before, but they're ones I find interesting. Uh, in payment, because, you know, Chad and Lori really didn't have the money on to pay their portion of a million dollar bail. That could have been upwards of $150,000. That is yeah. just a flat out payment. You don't get that back. You're just, right. that's what you're paying. And they had offered the bail bondsman's companies a rights to a portion of the rights to the book and movie that they were planning on, you know, being a part of about this case. That was the payment they were trying to throw forward. Yeah. Basically what the bail bonds companies said was until the kids are found and, and some bail bondsmen re- literally went to see Lori sat face to face with her and said, tell us where the kids are. And we'll make your bail. And she wouldn't do it. Yeah, no. Wouldn't do it. So there is all of this, uh, you know, all this stuff. Have A lot of bail bondsmen did go see her. A lot of them considered it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because they would have made a lot of money. Right. But the, the things that held them up were the fact that she wouldn't spill the location of the kids, even in a confidential space, you know, between her and her attorney and the bail bondsman. But also it was evident that there would be more charges coming yeah. and nobody's going to bail you out, especially on that kind of bond, knowing that there's more charges coming because that could get really messy and you could be out a million dollars. So well, and also because they had already ran once they ran to Hawaii and she had to be extradited back here. They just weren't, it just wasn't a good risk at all. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Missy wondered, uh, how is Lori paying Mark means Mark, means we believe was being paid by Chad. Yeah. Once upon a time, I have really waited one wondered to see, is there a chance here that uh, we're going to see that uh, we're going to see Lori end up with a public defender here at some point. We really wonder if the, you know, the money's running dry. Who's in charge of Chad's finances now? Right. Emma. Is it his attorney? Right. You know, I mean, if it's his kids at some point, maybe they would decide that they're done with her, you know, and, and cut her off. Nobody really knows anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then she also wondered, uh, Kay and Larry never actually filed a custody action. Yes, they did, but not until she fled to Hawaii. Yeah. 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 Once the kids were, you know, identified as missing, they did actually, have a, have a, you know, potential temporary guardianship in place if JJ was found, but he never was obviously. Yeah. And yeah, of course he, he would, he'd been dead for five months at that point, yeah. but yeah, they did. They did do that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, she wondered, uh, could he be a new husband as means married? Uh, means actually had a pretty ugly divorce not too long ago. Yeah, I know. I know. Can you fathom that? 
I mean, I'm sure he's a great husband. He was a real <laughs> jackass. <laughs> well, you know, we have some yeah. theories around also that means yeah. may also be a Chad follower and a part of mm-hmm. some of the, these groups that they were affiliated with. And that might be mm-hmm. part of why he's representing. Mm-hmm. We wonder about that with Pryor as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what that connection is, or if they're just looking for the notoriety of being a part of this case, you know, right. They just want to be the next Kardashian, you know, I, right. Or, you know, like uh, what was OJ's lawyer's name? I used, it used to be a very household name and I can't think of it now, but anyway, yeah. just kind of like that. Like, does that, you know, although, <laughs> I think that they'd be, you know, have a lot more notoriety if they win this case, but I think they're not going to. Right. So, yeah. Well, and unfortunately, you know, for means he just continues to show his incompetence. It hasn't made him pick up more clientele. Uh, you know, in fact, we wonder how an, an informant told us it's helped him pick up less. That yeah. people have been very unimpressed with his affiliation with these Yes. Kids. So, you know, we don't know, but that's what we heard. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to break down on us on Twitter, but Johnny Cochran, <laughs> that's it. Thank Johnny you. Cochran, there you go. Yes. Well, and Missy mm-hmm. wanted to know. So all that time that Lori was saying that Kay was trying to take JJ, she had never filed for custody. No. Yeah. No. Had never filed for custody. Had uh-uh. never made any attempt at all to take him other than just to want to see him and be part of his life. Yep. Yep. But remember, Lori was very mad at Kay. Yes. Because when Charles died, Lori was pretty giddy about the fact that uh, she was going to get a big chunk of of, uh, life insurance. There was a million dollar life insurance policy and Lori thought that was falling into her pocket and discovered within a day or two of Charles's death that, in fact, no, it was going to Kay. Yeah. And she didn't know that. And that was something that Charles had arranged because before he died, he discovered that on the their life insurance policy on their account online that he had been locked out of it. Yes. And, and so she'd gone in and changed their passwords and things and locked him out of it. And he was really bothered by that. And of course, you know, as we know, he had expressed to his attorneys earlier in the year of 2019 that, you know, he was very, he was afraid for his life, that she had threatened his life repeatedly and, you know, basically had kind of left the note, right? If somebody, if I die, it's Lori, you know, yeah. he had left that, uh, those breadcrumbs through his lawyers months yeah. before he died. So he had to go through a process with the insurance company to essentially lock her out. But she apparently didn't realize that had happened. Yeah. And he had changed his life insurance policy to K as the beneficiary. Yeah. Now, what his wishes had been, because he has two other children. Mm-hmm. Uh, older sons and his wishes had been that Kay take that money and split it up amongst his kids. So, you know, a portion to both of the older boys and then a portion for JJ's care because JJ was autistic and Charles wanted to be sure that if he was gone, that the level of care that JJ was used to, which was pretty intensive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, would be, you know, maintained. So then Charles dies and then the Wicked Witch of the West, no offense to the Wicked Witch of the West, but (laughs) kind of hate to do that to you. But um, Lori discovers that, nay, nay, she's not getting any child or any uh, life insurance. No. And she was furious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that is, 
that's the deal there. That that's why Lori hated Kay like that. Yeah. Well, and use that as a reason that Kay was going to come after her to take JJ mm-hmm. because she had all this money. She had all the money. Yep. 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 So crazy because then out of the other side of her mouth, she's telling Melanie Gibb that uh, she wants to relinquish JJ to Kay because she can't handle him anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, she had that um, phantom breast cancer, don't you know? Right. And that very emotional goodbye at the airport that she told, you know, Melanie all about in great detail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's sick stuff, man. It's really sick stuff. Yeah. Well, we have one more update for you. Mm-hmm. A news story broke this week. That was an interview with Nate Eaton at East Idaho News with a woman who supposedly spent some time in jail with Lori. Now, this is the mm-hmm. first that we've heard of this because what we've heard all along is that she has been in isolation. But apparently, mm-hmm. according to this person, remember, there's no mm-hmm. validation. She didn't use her real name. This is all just hearsay at this point. Um, but that she said when she was first in jail, that, that she was in the same pod with Lori and had some communication and some experience with her. So she had some interesting things to say, you know, I don't know if you all remember, but there was a lot of comment about the makeup Lori was wearing in her first, um, appearance at her arraignment. She had that really weird, bright lipstick on and stuff. And this gal says that she provided her with, the colored pencils or whatever they used the, the makeup, you know, yeah, the, the jail makeup, yeah. the jail makeup. And that she also provided her with deodorant and moisturizer because she was embarrassed to go into court and be on TV with dry skin. She seemed to indicate that Lori was very vain and was really excited to see herself on TV. Mm-hmm. And after that hearing, she was watching for the story about it to come on and, she said, let's see what they're saying about me now. And, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, she did talk about that Lori's conversations mm-hmm. with Chad were really um, kind of sickening to listen to. And it was all about Lori seeking validation and making sure he still loved her and stuff. She said it was really just like really, really insecure things. Um, mm-hmm. She witnessed some video calls with Colby, who is Lori's oldest son, mm-hmm. in which she said some things like, go read the book of Job, and then you'll understand what I'm going through. And God's not going to judge me, so no one else should. And everything's going to be fine, and we're all going to be together again, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't in there with her for a very long time, um, not long after she came in. And I'm sure, you know, they've kind of kept Lori and Chad both segregated because this case Mm -hmm. is so big and everybody knows about it in our community. Well, Lori was, she wasn't in total isolation. She was in the smaller pod. Yeah. So they have multiple pods in that jail that house, you know, a certain amount of women. And she's always been kept in a smaller pod with less inmates. Though uh, I do know that after, at the time that they found the kids, she was alone. So they've kept her, you know, it, it, it as isolated as they could with the resources that they had. I yeah. mean, Chad's been completely confined to himself. Yeah. But it hasn't been exactly the same for her. Yeah. But this is the very first time anybody's spoken about having talked to her. She said that she never asked Lori about her children, but that she got the impression from Lori that her children were in a polygamist compound. 
mm-hmm. that she had left them there so that she and Chad could have a new life. Mm-hmm. She said that she really did believe at the time that the children were alive somewhere, mm-hmm. that she didn't, Lori didn't act like someone whose children had died. She didn't really mm-hmm. get that impression from her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was moved out of that pod and didn't have anything to do with her until she was released recently. And when she was released from jail, she texted Lori on the Telmate system asking mm-hmm. her how she was. And, and Lori texted her back and told her she'd been praying for her and hoped she was well. And, you know, blah, 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 that sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. Lori's real good at. Yeah. And she indicated that she would try to schedule some time with her or fit her into her schedule or something like that is what, what she said. I saw the text message. It was really weird because it was like, oh, I'm so busy here in jail, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but that never did happen. And so she hasn't spoken to her since she's been released, but she did mm-hmm. feel the need to come forward. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know how much just self-promotion mm-hmm. this is, wanting to be part yeah. of the timeline. I, I talked to someone who would know mm-hmm. a little about it and asked them what their opinion was about what she said. Uh, and their opinion was that they felt like it was mostly truthful, mm-hmm. but that a few of the things that they said didn't really line up with how this jail operates. And so they felt like it was mostly truthful. Maybe some of it was a bit dramatic or self-aggrandizing, but mostly mm-hmm. truthful. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting because this is the very first person to come forward and say that they had communication with her in jail and yeah, kind of how that went. So, yeah. All right. Missy, you're killing me. She says, right. um, it looked like jailhouse makeup or like uh, LDS roadshow performances, super exaggerated to be funny. Do you remember those road shows or is that just a Utah thing? Oh. Nay, nay. No, they were not. <laughs> We've we been in many a road show, yes. right? We danced the Charleston one year. We did. One year, we were in the largest performance of some rainbow bright dance <laughs> that was ever known to man. I think you could see it from space. It was huge. But it was on a every, football field. Yes, it was on a football field at Rick's College. And every little girl in the valley had was in this dance, and our mothers, our poor mother, who oh, I know. did not have the sewing skills for this at all. And boy, <laughs> did she try! But she did. They everyone was given a pattern and a packet of fabric and stuff, and you had to sew your daughter's dress. And they were all exactly the same, and they were these horrific like bright blue with rainbow stripes and they had these big puffy like cloud sleeves and hem around the bottom that was like a silkier fabric that was stuffed with uh like with stuffing you know with batting yeah it was very it was extreme yeah our mom nearly died when she saw this and you know they had called it a simple uh a simple dress (laughs) there is that assumption that all mormon women can sew (laughs) our mom not as much but she did great she, she did. did have a sewing machine and she did she manage did. to sew those dresses. And we were in, by God, the Rainbow Bright competition. Uh, it wasn't a competition. It was just a performance. It was just a What performance. that had to do with uh, the LDS church, I have no idea. Not a <laughs> but apparently uh, Missy, who lives in Utah, also <laughs> remembers her mom sewing that hideous costume for her as well. So, well, Rainbow unite. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. Well, great. 
<laughs> so I don't know. You know, somebody else said that was Jolly Rancher makeup. And that's what a lot of people have said is that mm-hmm. that lip color probably came from Jolly a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that jail has a commissary. And as long as you have money on your account, you can purchase, you know, various, very simple things that they have there. And one of them is the Hawaiian punch packets you can put in your water. And a lot of the inmates use the Hawaiian punch packets as makeup, or they can buy these little short stubby uh, colored pencils for coloring and drawing and stuff. And a lot of the inmates also use those colored pencils for makeup. And so there was an assumption there by, you know, the, the jail folk <laughs> that uh, that was either Hawaiian punch or it was colored pencil. So crazy. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. But it, it did seem from this, uh, this uh, inmate who gave the interview that Lori was very appearance conscious. Apparently yeah. she was very appearance conscious when getting on video either with Chad because this was before he was arrested. And so mm-hmm. she was able to do these video calls with him too. And yeah. daily. Um, yeah. Just interesting. I don't know. Interesting. The things that someone would think about while incarcerated, you know? Yeah. But while their kids lay dead in the ground. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's sick. Yeah. It's very sick. Yeah. So tomorrow we'll watch for the arraignment. If anything interesting yes. happens, we'll, or we'll let you guys know. We're not really anticipating much of anything, but again, Chad, Mark means will be there. So you don't know. You never know. Chad's arraignment was very fast. It was like 10 minutes long and it was really very straightforward. It was all on zoom and mm-hmm. you know, it was just basically he pled not guilty to all the charges and that was it. So, yeah. you know, we're not anticipating anything more than that from Lori, but it's Lori. So who the hell knows yeah. It's Lori and means. So it could, anything could happen. Anything. Yeah. But also watch for the beginnings of a brand new case that we're starting. Uh, We recorded it tonight. It'll break tomorrow. It is, believe it or not, another Rexburg case where people sorely misinterpreted their religion. Yes. Uh, It's an old case. It's not a new one, but it's one that's absolutely worth uh, pulling back out. So you guys watch for that. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Does Lori have to appear? Missy says, I believe she does have to appear. It's an admit, admit, deny, and um, I, I think generally they don't like the uh, accused to not attend those. I mean, I think maybe if, if there were extenuating circumstances, but I, I think that will be an expectation that she does appear. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and excited for you guys to hear a new case. Yeah. Oh. Excited, horrified. You're going to be horrified. Uh, but it is a very interesting one, and there's very little coverage of it, and so you may be hearing it from us very first. I likely. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight as always. And stay tuned for a new episode. That new episode will drop tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And then of course we will go back to our regular schedule of new episodes showing up on Monday mornings now that the holiday is over. And hopefully those hurricane force winds are also over that we're, you know, our butts on Monday night. So Thank you all for joining us. This has been True Crime Paranormal. I'm Christy Brower here with my partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Thanks, guys. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments 
and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.